Welcome to File Owner Entertainment Podcast with Dylan and Eric. Uh, I'm Dylan. What? Why, why, why the false start there? What happened? It's gotta, it's gotta be different every time. Right? Okay, yeah. So that was uh, intentional? Yeah, that was intentional. Okay. That was pretty good acting, right? It right. seemed like it wasn't. We had a, a bunch of conversations yeah. off mic. <laughs> that we should have saved for the podcast because yeah, they're pretty some, funny. Somehow I was turning myself into a, a painting of a sad clown. Can you guess how? No, you can't. <laughs> yeah, we don't even want to get into that. I don't think we're alive. I think we'd get arrested. <laughs> yeah, well, we have the explicit tag on our uh, podcast feed, but I don't think it's... The, the E it's can't be bold graphic. enough. <laughs> we can't make it more explicit enough. Yeah. Okay, but then, Dylan, so this is our numbers episode. Since we obviously finished the alphabet, we decided we are going to do an episode on numbers. And then Dylan said to me, my movie goes first because one comes before two, which Which is is correct. Yeah. Except that my movie is two days in the valley, two, just Mm -hmm. the number two. And your movie is 1917, which in numerical form would be 1,917. Yeah. And you think that because it starts with one, that 1,917 yes. comes That's before we the single new number two. We don't go, if the movie's called Poop, we don't go by the O. What in the fuck are you talking about? So 19, whatever year it was. 1917. Uh, we don't go by the nine. Why are we going by the whole number? It's the beginning. It's the beginning. Because that's how numbers work. Yeah. Just like we do alphabetically. Uh, Letters come before other letters. That's why we. That's why we structure it that way. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so numbers numbers go. Yeah. Yeah. So the single digit number two comes before. Nineteen seventeen. We've always been focused on the beginning. It should be focused on the beginning. What in the fuck is wrong with beginning number? Are you worried that we're not going to be talking about your movie sufficiently? I'm excited to talk about it. Okay, well you're going to have to. uh, I'm going to begrudgingly and I'm going to say a bunch of mean shit about the movie. Your movie. (laughs) I expected that anyway. So we are going to do it. Why are you going to do that as well? No. (laughs) All right. 1996's Two Days in the Valley. Yeah. With an IMDb score of 6.5, Rotten Tomato score of 59%. That equates to an average of 6.0 with an audience score of 54%. Written and directed by John Herzfeld, starring Terry Hatcher, Danny Aiello, Jeff Daniels, James Spader, Eric Stoltz, Charlize Theron, Glenn Headley, and a bunch of others. Star-studded cast, at least for you know, like yeah. the mid to late 90s. So whatever happened to that guy, Mr. Which guy? Uh, Lucky Charms? Lucky Charms. Uh-huh. What hair Who? color is uh, Irish people? <laughs> Eric Stoltz? Is that, what you're is that who about? it is? Yes. The guy from Killing Zoe? Yeah. What year was Killing Zoe? Uh, 93. 93. Yeah. So that was his heyday. It was like 93 yes. to 96, you said it was? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. he just dropped off the face of the planet? Yeah, or what I think he did. Uh... His hair wasn't orange anymore. <laughs> One day he woke up and it was like brown. I think he transitioned into TV and I don't think it was like very successful i guess not yeah i don't know i've been there i like him he's one of my favorites not just because his name is eric is i think he's cool his eyes you like his eyes a lot they're mesmerizing yeah <laughs> no so we we actually watched uh, another one some kind of wonderful that's uh eric stoltz and leah thompson which is the mother from back to the future which is an interesting connection there since eric yeah. stoltz was originally slated to play marty mcfly right. we've talked about this before yeah so that was kind of a reunion of sorts. And Mary Stewart Masterson is also in it. But yeah, his, his eyes were like 
exceptionally dreamy and blue in that movie. <laughs> no, it was good. It was a John Hughes like a uh, rom com, yeah. like very eighties kind of thing. So uh-huh. I recommend it. Okay. It's good. I've already forgotten the title. <laughs> Some kind of wonderful. Okay, isn't that nice? It is nice. Okay, and it's good. So a lot of characters in this movie. It, yes, sir. and at the beginning, it it was a little overwhelming and. Some of them got like very little screen time. Like the director, there was it was just like he had that conversation with the one asshole guy. Yeah. And then we didn't see him for like ages. And well, I was like, what was that? And rightfully so. Oh, and okay. Here here's here's where I was really fucking confused. Well, first of all, Wait, let, I'll, don't, okay, never cut we, me off again, first of all. <laughs> Fuck off directly. <laughs> second of all, and A through listen, Z. Listen, so I don't lose okay, my yeah, train of go thought. Ahead. Uh-huh. Um, what I was really confused about was the art dealer when he initially got the flat tire and got out of his car and was like holding him his side. I was like, what the fuck is going on with him? Like, why is this happening to him? And then the, the, uh, guy at the gay bar just like came and like grabbed him. I thought he was like abducting him or something. (laughs) I didn't know what the hell was happening, but I guess the story is he took his wallet and dropped him off at the hospital is what happened. Yes. That is the chain of events. But didn't keep his car. He stole that car. You saw him actively hotwiring it. And oh, the... he stole somebody else's car. He didn't steal yes. the art dealer. Right. Right. And it, it said, ride me. Yes. Because yeah. they were outside of a gay bar. Yes. And so... Like ride a wee-wee. Yeah. That's <laughs> so we, uh, we forgot... Well, I, I didn't forget. You just started going off on the uh. movie. Uh, the whole synopsis thing. You're supposed to give a synopsis for the film. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, oh, God. So... It wasn't even really botched, so I can't say that. So after a hit is just like successfully done, a bunch of mayhem ensues with a bunch of different characters that eventually cross paths in interesting ways. Very good. It's actually it's pretty close to the, what the synopsis is. It's just a one-liner. Mm. 48 hours of intersecting lives and crimes in Los mm. Angeles. Okay. That's where it took place. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I shouldn't have read that. I should have omitted it and then asked you later where it took place. I would say St. Louis. <laughs> That's what you said last time for is when it, it was San is Francisco. Is it correct this time? Uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I just literally said it. So. <laughs> I don't know. It could be like a subdivision or a, a road in Los Angeles. No, I mean, it's the valley. It's like the San Fernando Valley yeah, area. So they, of they say St. Louis. They say They don't say St. Louis. That's in yeah. Missouri. Well, it's all part of their accent down there. Like sometimes after they say the they use it as like a, an exclamatory thing like wow or gee whiz. Or look at that snickersnack go. <laughs> they use what as a what? What are you talking about? St. Louis. They say, "Okay, here's an example." <laughs> So we're we're Fourth of July. You and me, uh-huh. we're, we're by the lake. Okay. Um, we got diet Mountain Dew. Okay. okay. Good choice. It's ice cold because yeah. we brought a cooler. All right. Um, we had hot. Dogs I love the earlier. world that you're building. Yeah, we had hot dogs earlier. They're they're upsetting my stomach really bad. Okay. But I'm into the fireworks, and I'm I, this. It's the finale, and it goes boom. You know, instead of saying wow, I just say. Did you see that? St. Louis. What the fuck? Yeah. I, <laughs> That's what they do down in Los Angeles. I, I, I feel like 
ever since you transitioned away from the head grenades or yeah, yeah I, I feel like you're trying desperately to find another catchphrase. You think St. Louis is going to be the catchphrase? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're trying to bandy it about because this is now the second episode that you've brought well, the, it back. The problem that I've come across is my new running gag is the SpongeBob thing. Yeah. We can't really market that because unless we create a SpongeBob that is circular and looks like one of us and call him if it was dylan it would be sponging and if it was eric it would be whoa um what i just thought nothing uh it would be sparic what were you gonna say originally that you? i cannot i cannot say it on the podcast wow okay don't eat, I no don't, don't even mouth no, it. Don't even no. Okay. I, I was gonna say it. write it on our tangent pad, but I don't even <laughs> want like written evidence no. of this. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna uh, gloss right Does over this that. Episode suck or? <laughs> I mean, don't they all? But yeah. that's kind of the charm. Yeah, I, I suppose. Okay, okay so, so the movie starts yes. out. Uh, something's happening. I forget the beginning. Uh, Terry Hatcher. The oh, the, She's, the villain yeah. by the way, creepy guy. James Spader. He does it really. The he's actor. Fucking he does awesome. It really. Well. I love that dude. Creepy dude. Like he's a handsome guy. Yeah. But like just the way he was acting, you really hate him, and he looks. He's like really gross. Basically. You think so? Like I. Yeah, he's like the way he acts. I think he gets horrendous. like worse and worse, he especially does, with yeah. his uh, you know treatment of like Helga towards the yeah. end. But I think at the beginning, and it's he's just murdering kinda, like, everyone, and he's got that psychopathic "you have one minute to live" thing going on. Like yeah, he's. Uh, I think that's kind of. It's kind of neat. They should have called him the Minute Man. I mean, <laughs> I think that has other connotations that he probably wouldn't want you know associated with him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think. For uh, antagonist, I think he yeah. was pretty cool. He, I mean, yeah, I liked him. I, I like James Spader a lot as an actor. That's why this is, you know, the, the movie that I chose is because I really like. Seems Eric like a Stoltz. lot of these like people kind of dropped off after the nineties. James Spader also transitioned into TV. He's mm-hmm. on the popular show Blacklist, which I've never seen even a single episode of. But mm-hmm. I think in it, he's like an ex CIA kind of guy. The whole that, list is like black. Is the background black too, or or just the letters? on the page because if it was all black you're not gonna be able to read any yeah of that. it just it's, it's a whole redacted page i mean I, and i guess that's that's the end of the series right yeah. there you know how much of the spongebob SquarePants sponge on the run script they had to redact i'm guessing all of it if they yeah. had you yeah. as a screen have you ever heard of scp secure contain mm, protect i think it is they're those fictional uh kind of like a creepypasta almost okay Go on. That's it. Have you not heard what? of that? <laughs> I was waiting for you to, to fill in the blanks with, okay, yes, I've heard of it. So what... Have you what, heard of it? Yes. What is the relationship with the redacting of the script of SpongeBob? With they the redact SCP? a bunch of stuff in those stories. There's a similarity. That was a... So you were making an analogy. It wasn't a direct connection to SpongeBob. It was... SpongeBob... It was SCP. (laughs) He's number, uh, what was it? 1920, 1917, (laughs) World War One. 
What the f We're not there yet. <laughs> All right, so it begins. Terry Hatcher, she is a uh, Olympic skier, and she mm -hmm. finished fourth in the last she always two Olympics. Fourth, yeah. And her ex-husband, uh, played by Peter Horton, has come around because it's their anniversary, and he's trying to get back with her, and she's like, no, she... For some reason, she allowed him to stay, yeah. and but he was going to, like, sleep on the hammock, but then yeah. he, like, falls out, he falls asleep, uh, or he falls out of the hammock. Yeah, she has a nightmare. And, yeah, the, so, intercerpt with this And, you know, is, I'm always in the mood to get down after a horrendous nightmare. I'm just covered in cold sweat. Although somebody coming up and like groping me, it's pretty nice. <laughs> I thought you were being legitimate at first. No. you're like, you're like, I'm always in the mood to get down after like, you know, just relieve some of that tension. So that... <laughs> I thought you were being you, legitimate. While you're doing it, you're actually thinking about your sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. <laughs> and that gets you hotter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with us? Pretend that it's like <laughs> hugging you from behind or like kissing your ear. So... That reminds me of, uh, so our friends, the Paranerds, mm -hmm. um, I just listened to their most recent episode and it was, uh, Jesse wasn't there. So it was Erica and her husband, Andy, who's okay. like cool as shit, really cool guys. Yeah. He, he had a bunch of, uh, interesting stories that he told, but he was the guest for the shitty cryptid. Okay. And, um, <laughs> the one he got was like the horny alien that lives in Erica's ear canal. Okay. And so like the story that he told <laughs> almost made it seem as if he was the horny alien <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like really disturbing it was yeah. just like i want to play with your you know oh body parts and it was like i don't know that we should be hearing this this sounds like this, <laughs> this is a person like bedroom thing. talk <laughs> exactly so it was funny but yeah he, he's cool as shit and that was a really funny episode and uh yeah uh yeah. little sneak peek yeah. where well we've already recorded the shitty cryptid and so don't spoil it on here I want people to go check out Paranerds and uh, listen to for our shitty cryptid of the week. Can you guys I, should be listening to that show anyway. But can I just say that if you if you're a fan of SpongeBob, you're going to be a fan of our segment. There. I think you I think you've said too much. I think you really? should. Uh, no. I think you should redact that. I redact podcast. it. Yeah, it's gone. It's black. It's on the blacklist. Where's that actor from James earlier? James Spader wearing his hat because yeah. apparently that's a thing in mm -hmm. the show. I don't know. I, anyway, so that was my nice. Remember when you were really into uh, snapbacks, Eric? Back in uh, middle school, wasn't it? What are you talking about? Caps? Like yeah, snap caps. Yeah, I used to always wear hats. Yeah, yes. I used to. I yep. didn't know that was true. I was just saying. I did used to always wear hats. Now I know that about you. You knew that before because you literally I didn't. saw I me wear. It was a shot in the dark. <laughs> you, I you don't remember any of that at all, of, like <laughs> me wearing hats all the time? Most of my childhood has been blocked out. It's been redacted. That's it's, been re it's yes. the running theme of this episode. Yep. And I'm going to edit out a lot of this stuff, so it's going <laughs> to... No, you're not. Like a, well, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh. Anyways. I love being able to call you on your bullshit. <laughs> okay, so... Movie film. Yes. Uh, as they're having the argument in the bed, uh, James Spader, who's the hitman... Uh, is along with Danny Ayo's character, Dasmo Pizzo, who's like a washed-up mafia guy. Uh, and he's just like uh, happy to be in on this hit. Um, Which he thinks is just like a 
kind of like a drug thing or yeah this guy like welched on a a bet or something or yeah it was drug related is what his uh feeling is and so they wait until they go to sleep uh and then they go into the the bedroom and they inject Mm -hmm. terry hatcher's character kool-aid it was like a a bluish liquid Mm kool-aid looking thing yes uh, like a tranquilizer to knock of, her out. It made me think of that scene from Terminator 2 when uh, she was holding up the, uh, like, oh, God, it was like Drano or like clog remover. Remember? Vaguely, yes. You're not a fan of Terminator 2? I, yeah, I'm a fan of those movies, but it's just been a while since I've seen him, so I don't... She's like holding the guy hostage, and she got the needle filled with Drano, like, in okay. his neck. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. You okay? Nose What's like, the matter with you? The, the you're, nose. You're hairs. pulling on your face. Yeah, the nose. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they inject her and they wake yeah. up the the guy, uh, Roy, I think is his name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then James Spader like climbs on top of him and pulls mm-hmm. out his stopwatch and yeah. says, You have a minute to tell me the truth and this is gonna determine the rest of your life. And blah, yeah, blah. I was just thinking, when did Flavor Flav get so violent? <laughs> His clock was much smaller than Flavor Flav's. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he starts interrogating him, asking if uh, Helga was the contact that asked yeah. him about North Korea, like, mm-hmm. a, like a making spy. it like it's a spy thing. Yeah, and the guy is, like, legitimately confused, has no idea what the fuck is going on. And he's like, what's going on with Helga? And then yeah. he pulls out the picture showing Her Helga, dead, yeah, yeah uh, theoretically dead, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's a topless picture, so uh, what's yeah. his face? was like, oh, let me see that picture. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Roy confirms that yes, he, well, when he has got like yeah, five seconds left no on the choice. clock, yeah. he says, yeah, no, she was it, like, his time was out. Honestly. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. His, okay. it, and then he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yep. And he says that, yeah, she was my contact. And then uh, he shoots him anyway. He shoots him. And brain is splattered everywhere. Yeah. And then they they take off, and then they drive up to the hills. And mm-hmm. then, uh, or during the course of the drive, then, you know, Dosmo is like, oh, you know, thanks for getting me involved with that yeah. and, you know, back in the game or whatever. But, you know, what I thought this was, like you had mentioned, like a drug thing or a welched bed or whatever. Like, what yeah. was all the stuff about North Korea and yada yada? Like, mm-hmm. how do you know so much about me? Like, how did you find me? And... Um, and the then guy he was all like, like, this is where you get out. And he's like, I, I found you in the phone book under washout. You know, right? And he starts saying all this mean stuff to him. And then they, they drive up to the hills. And then he's like, he shoots him in the chest. And then he yeah. plants drugs all over the place. And then yeah. he sets off this timer on this bomb. Uh-huh. And then he goes to the, uh, the car that has pulled up. And in it is Helga, played by Charlize what? Theron. And I thought like, she what? was She's dead. Alive. Exactly. They wow. faked us out. Uh-oh. It was a whim wham woozle on our brain. Yeah. St. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <don't... S-> Louis. <laughs> oh, shit. You know. We'll get in with the St. Louis crowd, at least. <laughs> oh. I mean, I bet a lot of them are already wearing the merch. What? They live in, like, St. Louis, so they got a shirt that says, like, St. Louis or something. <laughs> God damn it. You know, like, <laughs> so we're just going to. We'll just we're just gonna co-opt that. like existing St. Louis merch yeah. and then what slap a violent entertainment yeah. st- sticker on it and be like this is ours now. 
Oh, yeah. I have to re-listen to uh, our Y episode because I think we have a lot of uh, more ideas for, for merch, merch in that mm-hmm. episode that escapes me now. But We could have like a little caricature of you standing on a soapbox. <laughs> I guess we And then could. you can be saying umbrage. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the one thing that I have umbrage with. I like that. <laughs> Oh, why am I Mickey Mouse all of a sudden <laughs> and put Mickey Mouse ears on me? No, that would have got us soon. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just missed the guy. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I I like that idea actually. Yeah, but I don't know that I. No one wants a picture, a shirt with my picture on. No, no. Am I the star? Yeah, you're the star. You're yeah. the you're the face as the head grenade. Yeah. So, um, I actually yeah I was. I was watching a, a TikTok video that had me like super fucking hyped up and I was like, I was ready to just come over and be like, I got to get out of my soapbox, but I'm just going to let it go. Mm-hmm. Season two should just be uh, TikToks. We'll review TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how uh, how much staying power that's got, but I'm in some of those fucking videos, man, like, like millions of views or likes yeah. or whatever. It's Everybody says I should make one for the music, but I'm you should. stubborn. Well, you can just use all, you can use file and entertainment. Yeah, but then that's gonna be so confusing. They're well, like, it's already confusing, name? dude. It's got fucking. I, I do stick with the dogs on it. Yeah. Like it's already like Irish Wolfhound stuff, and then file and entertainment. Why would I just? Why, would I just use, why wouldn't I make one called like Listen Italian? Well, then you should. To get on it. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll wear my mask, and people will be like, "Whoa, that's kind of weird." <laughs> Well, as long as they listen and hey, think it's hey, cool. Uh, hey, Ozzy. And smash that like button. Yeah, hey, Ozzy, come watch this TikTok guy. Yeah, I don't feel like watching TikTok. He's got a mask on. What? Is that supposed to be Ozzy Osbourne? Who, you uh, know other people have been named Oswald, right? No. Oh. That's not a thing that exists. No. Only in the DCEU. You should it. see all the wacky names that girls have nowadays. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> I think Go I ahead. saw someone named like Amarina. Amarina? Yo oh, yeah. Okay. Or Amorina, like uh love in Spanish. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's um, I mean, that's I I'm sure it she sounds like a a beautiful girl. I'm sure that's uh <laughs> I I don't yeah. I I that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm not going to disparage anyone's name. They didn't choose it for themselves, That's unless true. they did choose it for themselves. And then, like, that would be what very strange. They come out of the womb, and or they don't get named until they can speak, and then they get to choose. Remember the Giving Tree? No. You were forced to read it in school, weren't you? Probably. And you did not. You read the Cliff Notes. <laughs> you were too busy putting your hat on and doing tricks with it. No, I was too busy like being a nerd and reading other shit that I didn't have to read for fun. Like, what the hell? I, I don't know. I was an odd child. No wonder you're so angry about everything. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> because I, uh, because you I read, read books. for pleasure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I was exposed to a world that I wasn't meant to be exposed to, I guess. Yeah. Knowledge. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> That's why I never learn in months. <laughs> or geography. Don't need to. I stay here. <laughs> what if you? Yeah. What if you had to go to St. Louis? Would you know where you were going? 
I mean, like I would put it in the GPS. So yeah. <laughs> You don't need I, to know. No. This isn't like... I mean, not, fair enough, but like, would you know the general direction in which you needed to go? Hell no. <laughs> you don't need to know that you're not a scout. You're not like... We're not mapping... We're I, not Lewis and Clark. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay. I went to school. Thank you. <laughs> they were explorers. They were two brothers on a battle against the, the currents of the... They were there with uh, Pocahontas... <laughs> And she was dancing and singing, and there were like birds and stuff you're flying singing. towards her. You're so they wrong. They were singing too. You're wrong on so many levels, but let's, let's move on back to yeah. the movie um, so that you're not yelling that you don't get fair enough time with mm. your film. For 1917. So, yeah, because we're like still at the beginning of uh, Two Days in the well, Valley. We don't so. have to go beat by beat. No, we don't. But uh, we, we have to at like... least get. You know the broad strokes of how these people right. all come together. Right. So yeah, uh, Dosmo is shot, and uh, he rolls down the hill uh, to basically the fence of the art dealer. Yes, and he he's got a horrible phobia of dogs. Yes, and the does. dog comes, and then the dog is swimming in the pool. Yeah, he's swimming in the pool, and then eventually the dog's being held at gunpoint. Yes, and the dog thinks that the gun is going to be used to play fetch. So the dog won't go, and yeah. Yeah. So this is the house of the art dealer yeah. who we saw Had very the, early on, who was on the phone stones. with the his assistant, who he's very mean to. Uh, and then he has the kidney stone, and he yeah. gets rushed to the hospital in the stolen car by the gay gentleman. And then uh, now we're back at his house, and he's out of the hospital. He's with his assistant, and... This now is, he's being held hostage. Yeah, and this is the house that Dosmo was at. And then, mm-hmm. um, yep, so that's the, the connection there. Mm-hmm. And then we are introduced to the, uh, the screenwriter, director, director yeah. guy that you were talking about. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Who has an Emmy in his bathroom that he uses as a, as a toilet paper yeah. holder, which is pretty funny. But he hasn't paid the, men, the rent in multiple yeah. months, and he's going to get evicted while he... Is uh, he says he's going to leave of his own accord because he plans on committing suicide. Right. But he has this dog named uh, Bogey that he wants uh, to find a home for. Right. So he goes to the uh, what you call it, like the the memorial memorial uh, graveyard for yeah. like war, you know, people who served in war, and it's mm-hmm. just, like ostensibly his mom who was like a. Uh, William, uh, women's Auxiliary Corps member. True and, or false. Dwight Eisenhower yes. served in the military. Uh, I should know this. If it was on one of the trivia games we were playing, you'd be knowing it. I probably would. Yeah. I believe he did. I think you're correct. Yeah, I think his whole thing was, I like Ike because he was like a, a general or some shit, I think. General Eisenhower. I think that uh, I think that's correct. While you talk about something else, I'll look it up. Okay, so this guy, uh, Teddy, is the guy, and he has brought his dog, and he is paying his respects to his mom. Well, but then he pulls out his gun. He's actually going to commit suicide right then and there, and he says, "Don't worry to the dog. Someone's going to come along and take him." and then uh, he sees this uh, nurse pull up, and she's visiting a gravestone, and he gets the idea that he's going to try to pawn the dog off on the nurse to bring to one of her patients. Uh, 
Apparently Eisenhower fought in, he was part of the Mexican Border Service and he fought in World War One and World War II. Was he a general? It said he was a supreme allied commander. Okay. Does that do anything for you? <laughs> Doesn't show his rank. I believe it was general. Uh, let me check. General Eisenhower. I think it sounds right. I should have known general it like right. Eric. I should have known it right off the bat. Yeah, he's wearing a bunch of stuff. <laughs> general of the army. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I was indeed correct, but I should have known it right away. Why? What brought Eisenhower up? Like? Just a little bit of fun stuff for the listeners to do, and they'll be like listening. Oh, what? I know this. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do that when I'm like screaming at the at the podcast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or if they're if they're talking about something and it's right. like off the, on the tip of their tongue, but yeah. they can't quite uh, come up with it. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, I got it. I'm like, I know the answer. Yeah. And then sometimes they screaming into the void. They. Uh, yeah. Then they get the answer right. Sometimes they get the answer right. And I'm like, then I get a nice smile on my face and I nod. I'm like, yeah, you got it. I knew you Sometimes they get it wrong. and then Sometimes they get it wrong. And I'm like, those motherfuckers unsubscribe, unfollow. No, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, where were we at? Okay. So he tries to pawn the dog off. She asks him what he does and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, I'm a director maybe you saw um, this thing and she's like oh yeah i love that movie and it's the one that he was getting shit on earlier yeah. by the guy that was being a real dick to yeah. him about things and so she agrees to take the dog and then she drives away a little bit but then she's like no you know get in the car i want mm-hmm. to show you who i'm going to be giving the dog to so you have like yeah, this piece of mind out he's getting taken to the art dealer yep because that's her half brother who yeah. has a kidney stone and who she was going over to take care of she's and a so, nurse and that's how they are connected. So now they end up at the at the house, and they uh, get taken hostage as well. And then uh, we're introduced to uh, Eric Stoltz, who's a detective um, in Vice, and his partner is Jeff Daniels. And yeah. he, Jeff Daniels' I like character, Jeff Daniels a lot. yeah, so do I. He's really good in a lot of things. Although he was a real ass in this one. I mean, it turns out it was because like he's going through a divorce and like he doesn't have any interaction with his kid and so he's kind of in a bad place with that and then uh, all he really has left is his job and now that's being taken away from him too because of his psychological evaluation has come back like saying that he should be suspended and he's got this real big problem with asians and he's asking uh eric stoltz's character wes to um, shut down this um, Japanese massage parlor because he thinks it's a, a hand job house is how he calls yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. And um, he's like, yeah, I want to get rid of all those uh, slur um, whores. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so Eric Stoltz is like, um, yeah, the owner is probably a bad person. And, you know, if she's yeah. involved in that, we should probably take her down. But... You know, this kid, I legitimately liked her, you know, like she's innocent in all this. And, you know, she probably got promised a better life over here. And now, you know, she's got to do what she's got to do to kind of survive. Like, I don't think that we should be persecuting them. And then. Right. And Jeff Daniels is like, no, I'm a major fucking asshole and fuck everybody. <laughs> and, and because of my life sucks, I want to make yeah. shit for sucking kind for of everybody else. of uh, the uh, cop from Crash. Checks out. 
interesting that you bring up Crash because <laughs> yeah. the, if we were doing like a side splitters thing, yes. uh, there's also another movie called mm-hmm. Crash oh. that is about uh, people that get off uh, like sexually on like oh, car yeah, wrecks. I've heard of that. I think you and told me about that. And James Spader stars in that. Wow. So he's the hitman in this one, the oh, guy okay. that you said was creepy. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That'd be a nice little uh, yeah. think piece. Okay. And in my opinion, is a better movie than the other Crash, which has a good message about you know like. I don't know. Crash is pretty good. Yeah. But you know what's really good? What? The next movie we're gonna talk about. Yes, it is, but we're not there yet. All right, we gotta go wrap on. this one up. So we're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, they. Everybody's intersected now. Everybody's being held hostage. Okay, well, they are. They're actively talking about this. Uh, Jeff Daniels' character Alvin and Eric Stoltz's character Wes. They're like, you know, we're not going to go through with uh, the bus because you're just going to screw it up and blah blah blah. So they like they're pulled over on the side of the road. Girl comes running up and they're like, we need the police. And then we're like, lady, we, we are, are the, the police. police. And yeah. then it cuts to a different scene, and you're just like, oh, geez. <laughs> so that's it's Terry Hatcher. Uh, who has now woken up and discovered the dead body of her ex-husband and her, you know, the, the guy's brains blown out all over herself. And so she has run down the road in her uh, underwear. What is that one word? Chagrin? Chagrin? Yeah. Yeah. Much to her chagrin? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Very good. <laughs> uh, okay. So they are investigating the scene and uh, Wes is explaining how he wants to be a homicide detective and so yeah. he's you know got his notepad out and he's he surveying the screen reporter, yeah. he's or not a reporter he's, uh, detective yes he's he's trying to take notes and he's trying to think uh and the other guy alvin is like no we're in vice and this is the responsibility of the homicide detective yeah. so don't fucking touch anything we need to get out of here and basically mm-hmm. like calling him an asshole and an idiot and whatever yeah. the fuck um, but he does start doing some detective work and yeah. he he picks up on the fact that that she said they instead yeah. of like multiple. Yes. So, and then he also noticed like the pack of cigarettes, yeah. which turns out was put there as a plant, but Dosmo or no, Dosmo didn't smoke, right? He did. No, no. Yes, he did smoke. Yes, you're right. Um, so that was the reason that it was planted there because he was supposed to be set up by the guy that he had done it, but he was supposed to be dead. But we, as we find out, he didn't blow up. He rolled down that hill and now yeah. he's holding uh, the art dealer and all those people hostage. You know, back when I smoked cigarettes, I had some girl kiss me, and she said that my I, I tasted like cabbage. Like cabbage. Like cabbage. Oh, I thought like you were gonna people. say the the old uh, trope of uh, it's like licking an ashtray. Nope, it was like eating some cabbage, apparently. Okay, and that was meant to be a derogatory thing. Like she didn't like cabbage and. I mean, kissing I wouldn't want like, to taste cabbage while I was kissing somebody. I guess not. Well, I mean, cabbage isn't that I unpleasant, like though. Yeah, so, you I mean, I guess you in. wouldn't want to equate that to, like, eat cabbage while yeah. you're kissing someone. Yeah, I guess I get that, but... I put stir... I When I make stir-fry, I put cabbage in it. The green one. You can okay. do the other one if you want. I can do the other one if I want. The red cabbage. Yeah. Yeah, you can also when you make ramen noodles, you can you can uh, you can crack an egg in them and it doesn't really cook it, so it's weird, but it tastes really good. You know what you can do? You can do anything with anything, you especially can. with food. You can Yeah. Uh, you know how much I love Pop-Tarts. You could put Pop-Tarts on pizza. You know what I I used wouldn't to, recommend it. You know what but I you used could to do, do that. 
I would uh, take two Pop Tarts, right? Uh huh. And I would take peanut I'm with, butter I'm and with jelly. You so far, okay. No, I'm out. And I would put the peanut butter and jelly on the Pop Tart and eat it like a sandwich. What? <laughs> what kind of Pop Tart? Uh, Didn't matter. Strawberry. Okay. Um, with the cinnamon ones, you do Nutella instead uh, of. Uh, see, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I love Pop Tarts, and really I have good, a sweet dude. tooth. I think you would like it. But that just sounds like instant diabetes to me like I, it sounds like way too much sugar like i, I yeah. you know peanut butter and jelly yeah. with two pop tarts like right. as the bread like yeah. what, what the fuck that just sounds like incredibly i unhealthy. would like also eat like half a bowl of cereal i think you do that still don't you, you half a bowl of cereal don't, you mean half yours... a box of cereal oh yeah yeah don't you have like comically large bowls for your cereal? I do. I don't eat a lot of cereal, but when I do, yeah, I can I can tear through. I love a, cereal. A box. I like the special K with the. I don't know why I'm pointing over there. The fruits <laughs> and yogurt. See that? So it's more of like an adult cereal. Like I, I go like full kid. You yeah. know, like I get tricks or <laughs> but you won't fucking eat a pop-tart like pop jelly sandwich. <laughs> no, just what cause... if it's just the jelly? Because pop tarts are filled with jelly already. Yes. Well, so the peanut is what is the deal breaker. You're just not a fan of nuts. You don't like. No, almonds. I love peanut butter. Okay, but you hate uh, almonds. You hate uh, walnuts. I do. I yeah. don't like. I just don't like nuts loose. You know. You're at a party. Are you a wallflower? <laughs> Where is this going? Are you gonna answer me? Yes. Okay. So anyway, they're all. Reunited. Well, they're united. <laughs> what the fuck for the was first that? Time. Hold on. Oh, you're gonna double down on on the reveal later on. The okay. reveal? Oh, yeah. like I'm gonna is remember it, that? Is it not a punchline that's forthcoming? I was just curious. Okay. I'm trying to get to know my brother. And it just <laughs> what, so happens what does that have to do with nuts? Huh? What, what does that have to do? Wall flower. It reminded. It was like a word association almost. Okay. That's time we'll never get back. And uh, moving on. <laughs> well, now the listener has learned more about you. So, oh, I thought he'd be the center of attention. Really? I think anybody would know that, that it's not, that's not me. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Where the fuck are we in, in this film? We're, they're they, all together now, and they're like driving away at... Um, so he can drop him off and then take the car and fuck off somewhere else. Okay, yeah, Dosmo is, uh, well, he's, like, flirting the whole time with the assistant, and he's yeah. being, like, real mean to the art dealer because the art dealer is really mean to his assistant. Yeah. And he's saying that she shouldn't, you know, uh, stick up for him or yeah. apologize for him and blah, 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 and she should be her own person, yada, yada, yada. All good messages. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, and then he says that he gives his word that he's not going to hurt him. He just needs to get out of town uh, because the guy that, you know, the assassin, once he finds out that he's not really dead, he's going to be after him, and so he, he needs to get out of Dodge. So mm-hmm. they wait till nightfall, and then he's going to drive away. Well, meanwhile, uh, it's revealed that uh, Terry Hatcher's character was in on it all. As, uh, she yeah. was because it was an insurance scam. She just didn't realize that. They were going to um, do it in the house. Right. right. In there. Yeah. So she... <laughs> Probably definitely didn't think they were going to inject the Kool-Aid into her. Yeah, she didn't know that she was going to get tranquilized because she didn't know that she, the guy was going to be there and murdered. You know, she, yeah. like, she thought that the way that 
she wouldn't be connected was like not having any part of it. But they said like it so made it more she, realistic if, if that's she, the case. Why was he even there? Well, he said it was their anniversary, and he came over for that reason, oh, and so he was and trying she to let get him something. in and then let him in the bed. Yeah, so, so that that is still yeah, like why she would put herself not like in she that has position. To put on an act for anybody other than the fucking audience. Right. Well, and the cops, like she had to like really sell it, but she was actually she didn't able have to sell to it even because be near them because they were like separated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So. We're at um, forty minutes. We should probably. Uh, Eric Stoltz tries to. Uh, well, so now then we're introduced like to the detective characters who go to investigate the scene. Uh, it's revealed that there was like forty thousand dollars in cash in the yeah. safe, but it's in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlize Theron's character Helga uh, and Lee, I think, is uh, James Spader's character. Lee goes to the house mm-hmm. to kill the detectives. Well, yeah. to just what kill whoever's there and he in his way. Does he does. Uh, Kills Lundy from Dexter. <laughs> yeah, and he's James all like, Yeah, <laughs> and then he uh, gets. The money, and as he's going to leave, he hears uh, Wes fishing around uh-huh. because... And he's explaining, he's finally realized, he's basically explaining, oh, I think what's-her-name is in on it. And yeah, because she I, said they, and so it yeah. makes it seem like she knew that there was multiple people mm-hmm. here, and I think the cigarettes mm-hmm. were just a plant, yeah, and she's but... probably in on it, because, which means that he really is a good detective. Yep. But then he's going to be actively killed. Well, but in the meantime, Helga and uh, Terry Hatch's character have this argument because the whole bit about yeah. getting Roy involved was uh-huh. uh, that Helga had like this faux affair with Roy, but it turns out she really did like him and probably did sleep with him. And uh, so that leads to a big blowout cat fight with the the two ladies and they and be sure to put them in like the skimpiest outfits possible well no she wasn't in her she lingerie like a full bodysuit thing and you could like see where her butt cheeks <laughs> end and begin fair enough well but and the other one was wearing like yoga shorts not even yoga pants they were yoga shorts Leaves less to the imagination <laughs> doesn't it you can see those knees what's the area behind the knee called Right behind the knee. I don't... I can't recall at the moment. So you'd get that one wrong on trivia. <laughs> I don't know. What is it called? Do you, do you not know either? You're actively asking me? I was me? asking I don't know. you. Audience, what is it? Yeah, this, is, right this is your moment to be screaming at the podcast and yeah. tell us what the name of that is. Oh, that's a finagler. <laughs> pretty sure that's not it. No. <laughs> Okay, so then uh, during the course of that fight, Charlize Theron gets shot, and yeah. so then she makes her way to the house, like, actively dying. And then Lee's like, I gotta kill you, because we can't take you to the hospital. Well, that's what actually, that saves Wes's life, because he's about to get shot in the back of the head yeah. by Lee, but then he sees Helga coming up, and then he and turns he around, him. and so the guy just, like, in the moment, so he slap, he pistol yeah. whips him and knocks him out. Then Helga's dying on the couch, and he's like, okay, I got to mercy kill you, basically, because I can't take you to the hospital, and you're definitely dying, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She's like, oh, wait, no, you always give people a minute, so you know, give me a minute or whatever. And then he's going to give her the minute, and then his, his, gun, jams. his gun jams, and yeah. so he goes to West to borrow like the revolver, 
she pieces out. She like rolls off the couch and she like jets out of the house and down the hill and she ends up on the road uh, and then runs into uh, yeah, those else. other people, Dosmo yeah. and uh, yeah, everybody else. And Dosmo pieces together like, oh, she's the girl from the picture. Uh-oh. Yeah. So then the guy must be back at that house. So yeah. I got to go take care of something. So he gets... Um, the secretary to drive him up there yeah. and he's got the gun and he has this, uh, well, meanwhile, Wes has like, you know, crawled out wow, of yeah. the, the house. Then they have a shootout. Yep. Dosmo and Lee. Dosmo and Lee are shooting it out. And then Lee decides that he's going to take some pot shots at, at yeah, West because he's, sitting, he's yep. And Dosmo has a chance to either, you know, like let him die because he knows yeah. he's a cop or try to like, you know, do a heroic act yeah, and so he's i think he is trying to impress i think the yeah. the secretary lady and uh so he chooses to to save the guy but gets shot like a lot yeah in but the back at, mm, yeah he gets shot in the back because he he's ta- he's, he's pu- trying him. to pull like wes away and then yeah. he gets like shot in the back but it turns out yeah, he was wearing the bulletproof vest, the same one that he was wearing before. This is how he, he survived the whole thing. So he grabs his gun. He's about to take out Lee, and then his gun's empty, but he keeps shooting because he's all yeah. in the heat of the moment. And then Lee's like, oh, I, I got you, and he's like standing over him menacingly, like, oh, you know, that's the and thing with you, you Dosmo. And then it and... away, and then you hear, <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, there was no, oh, Wilhelm scream. <laughs> and then uh, Lee dies, and it's revealed that it was Teddy who yeah. has the little twenty-two like Derringer yeah. that he was going to commit suicide Which with. Was really loud. That and like I didn't know that it had that kind of range or stopping well, power doesn't. from. Yeah, because he he just got shot once, and he was like, "I'm instantly dead." <laughs> yeah, well, he must have been like shot directly in the heart. But I, I was like, suppose. that fucking twenty-two like yeah. hat. That, Shoots like a pea at you. Yeah, but it had some range because yeah. he was like he was hella far yeah, away, and uh, but yeah, that would take that takes him out. And well, then pistol and Halo was really, you could snipe people from across the Blood Gulch. <laughs> take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> With a pistol, huh? Yeah, that seems improbable. Mm, this is powerful pistol. It was the future, Eric. Uh, I get it, but pistols shouldn't be more powerful than any other gun. Okay, if you had the choice to have a, a shitty pistol or a more powerful pistol, which one would you choose? Well, so you're talking like a twenty two, like we see in the movie, or like a fifty cal Desert Eagle? Yeah. I'm going to take the fifty cal. The Desert yeah. Eagle? Yes, the more yeah, powerful exactly. pistol. So what the hell are you talking about? But you're, I'm saying like... You made it sound as if it's like a sniper. Basically. The pistol was more powerful than like other guns, like a no. submachine gun no, or an no. assault rifle. No, or there's something. like a DMR and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Pee pee poop. <laughs> Why? Just keeping it going. So, so that's in our podcast now. <laughs> the thing that we normally just like the, the filler the privacy. <laughs> it's now uh, public knowledge. <laughs> How's the song go? Pee pee poo poo pee pee poo poo pee pee poo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we are uh, like ten years adolescent old. children. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the uh, the money has actively fallen out. There's yeah. the tin containing forty thousand dollars. The West left side. Cosmo. Dosmo. Dosmo. <laughs> yeah. Get the money. Dosmo uh, picks it all up and he is going to like take it, but then he offers it to Wes and Wes is just like, no, just just take it and go. And so they, they do. 
they peace out and they're like, oh, this could be seed money to open up a pizzeria. And because uh, she revealed, like the secretary reveals, like, oh, I did know you, know you from the pizzeria. And there's one thing that's always bothered me. It's that you wear this like ridiculous hairpiece yeah. because earlier in the film it had fallen off and uh-huh. she was like guiding him and trying to put it on correctly and whatever. So she uh, like takes it off and he's like, never do that again. But then he yeah. realizes like, oh, well, this is how she likes me. Away. And then he, he throws it and then it looks like roadkill on the side of the road. And so they're off to start a new life with their $40,000 pilfered yeah. money. Uh, 30. 40. 30. 40. 30. I just watched it. I would bet money. Okay. I would bet $30,000. I'm like pretty sure it's forty. dollars $30,000 okay. and then they were going to get more from her. Alright. Yeah, they were definitely going to get more for her when she got her, in- it was her insurance settlement. I just settlement, watched but it, it like a, less than an hour before you came. That doesn't mean anything. You have the memory of a gnat. With a lot of- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the movie's over. So we can get yeah. to the star of the show and uh no hello we have to do uh trivia trivia. what the fuck is wrong with you so trivia oh well actually okay so helga ended up dying uh so now helga's dead lee's dead um and then uh what's her face terry hatcher's character has uh this um uh, like SUV that's waiting for her, and then so she gets into the SUV and drives off, and yeah. you know she's gonna live the rest of her life. So everybody lives happily ever after, yeah. except for Alvin Jeff Daniels' character who yeah, has a just, broken window and is gonna be suspended from the force yeah, and isn't able to see his screaming. kid. Well, he's never seen again after that scene yeah. where he's just like screaming in his house. So anyway, okay, that's the end of the film. In 1995, Charlie's Throne was newly arrived in Hollywood after stints as a model and a dancer living in a flea bag motel and running out of money. Wow. Her mother had sent the 20-year-old Throne a check from South Africa, but when she went to the bank to cash it, they refused her. Fed up, Throne threw what has been repeatedly called a, quote, tantrum. Uh-huh. That argument, coupled with her beauty, caught the eye of an agent who promptly handed over his business card. Fast forward a few months later, and Throne, in white lingerie, towered over Los Angeles on billboards. Wow. For this film, Two Days in the Valley. Uh, She revealed in an interview, this is Charlize Theron, uh, that she overdid the audition a bit for this role and was later embarrassed about it. It was her first audition, and she followed advice she got in acting class about making it as real as possible. The scene involved her character showing up at a house after being shot, so when her audition began, she walked into the hallway and poured ketchup all over herself. And she barged back into the room, starting stumbling around everywhere, getting ketchup all over the furniture as she recited her lines very loudly. To her shock, it worked. They eventually gave her the role, and writer-director John Herzfeld said it was because, quote, I knew you'd be up for anything, end quote. Charlize Theron did not know how to properly film a fight scene and ended up really punching Terry Hatcher in the face by accident during the fight scene. She apologized by buying her some cheap beer. (laughs) And the last bit of trivia we have is composer, composer Jerry Goldsmith wrote a score for this film that was not used, in June 2012, Entrada Records released Goldsmith's score on a limited edition run on CD. Yeah. The replacement score was not included, but the CD was later discontinued. I'd be interested to hear what that is, but yeah. since it's how discontinued, probably won't be able to. But that is what we have for two days in the Valley. Yeah. Our next film on the docket is 2019's 1917. With an IMDb score of 8.3, a Rotten Tomato score 89%, that equates to an average of 8.4. 
an audience score of 88%. It's written by Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Cairns. It's directed by Sam Mendes, starring Dean Charles Chapman, George McKay, Colin Firth, Benedict Cumberbatch, Richard Madden, amongst numerous other mm-hmm. male individuals. <laughs> Only one female, the two female characters in there, the in bit roles. Yeah. Um, what is your synopsis for this movie film? Two soldiers in World War One are ordered to make it to the front line of this. Uh, basically, it's going to be a massacre if they don't get there because the, there's 1,600 Germans waiting for them with a trap. You got the number right, but you got the thing wrong. There's 1,600 British soldier, soldiers that are going to be massacred by the Germans who had no, much... they were saying the aerials, they were saying about 1,600. 1,600 British soldiers were going to be massacred by the Germans who had a much larger force oh. because it was a trap because they oh. ostensibly had, okay. had uh, uh, like, that's, trust me. Okay, I, I, I okay. it... It says right here in the synopsis, if you don't believe me. April 6, 1917. As a regiment assembles to wage war deep in enemy territory, two soldiers are assigned to, assigned to race against time and deliver a message that will stop 1,600 men from walking straight into a deadly trap. All right. All right. I see you. Uh-huh. You, you and you picking TikTok. up what I'm putting down? I guess. suppose. Ow. Cinematography, dude. That's holy cow. Like... It feels like the movie is like one continuous shot, and I think that's that must have been so freaking hard to so do. I, when I so I, I saw this film film in the theater, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. Now again, the second watch. yeah, second go around was enjoyable. Yeah, even knowing what was coming, oh, I, yeah. I didn't uh, wasn't put off by it, or, or you know, didn't find it boring. I, th- yeah. I thought it was engaging, but I, I did feel a little bit cheated because I mean, okay, like granted, how hard is it to do it in one continuous take? Like yeah. that would have been fucking impossible. But that it was all the like the trivia and stuff I had heard bandied about, like yeah. when this movie. That's what made this thing like so famous right. because it was like theoretically one shot. Well, yeah. I have a bit of trivia that's like that's not even true. No, the, I know it's not. The the longest take was like eight and a half minutes yeah, long. Which, which is, is still like which fucking makes it even, insane. Oh yeah. But it's still like super it's imp- more impressive that it's not like Yeah oh, that they were able like to a twenty like, minute thing. together. They were make able to make like the pacing and like the way they shot it and like okay cut, here's how we're gonna transition from you're on the fucking screen still yeah. He, do another scene. Right. Like, what? Yeah. That's uh, crazy. No, it, it was incredibly well done. Yeah. It, it's just like, it, it was... What, a, what do you have umbrage with? No, no, just nothing at all. I, I loved the movie. I think it's great. I just... It's you wanted a, it to be one No, because shot. it is just a little, a little disappointing is that that was, you know, like how it was marketed initially. Yeah. That like oh this was all done in one continuous right. like how the fuck did they do that right. that's incredible so a lot of people it, probably went to the theater thinking like the same thing right and watching it and thinking well well that was one take. well and, and it is still like obviously an incredible piece of like cinematography like, history and and, and, and the like fact the, that they were able to do it even mm-hmm. with you know multiple takes like to blend it seamlessly like you said mm-hmm. it's just a, a remarkable feat but it was yeah. you know it felt like it feels like you're a little lied to you know you know I, I don't, don't care. Yeah, I know. 
movies are all about lying. I I don't think that it takes anything away from it. It just feels like it's dishonest that that's how it was, like, marketed. And then it didn't come out until, like, the director's commentary of, like, the Blu-ray or whatever. I mean, I doubt it was the director's uh, decision to market it that way. Yeah, no, I don't think it was Sam Mendes' choice to say, like, you know, yeah, do this, do that, whatever. Um, What I like about it is seeing it the first time, I realized all these scenes are, like, super memorable. Like they're they're everything's really pretty but like dismal in a yeah. dismal way you know what i mean and i really liked the recurring like cherry blossoms thing i came back mm-hmm. and it was so f- can i spoil that one i mean yeah you've probably seen it what uh i think we, when we he spoil gets every movie <laughs> yeah when he gets stabbed and like is dying and stuff it's all oh, it's really yeah. sad because he was a likable guy and he like had just saved um the, the hell is his name mm. Do you know? Schofield. Schofield, okay. Will yeah, Schofield. He just, and that scene was really cool, too, when they were, when the rat, like... All right, well, so this one is, like, it's, enough happens where we can mm-hmm. almost go beat by beat. So it starts out where these two guys are, like, resting. Schofield's yeah. resting up against the tree, and Barnes is, like, laying flat on his back, and then the so- sergeant or lieutenant or whomever comes over and tells him that he's got the special mission for Barnes, and he's got to, you know, pick a guy... And then go like meet with the general or yeah, whatever. So, so they, he picks Schofield. Yep. Yeah, so he, he picks his buddy and they, they work their way down through the trenches and then the guy tells him, Hey, the general's here, so mm-hmm. you know, like tidy yourselves up or whatever. They go in, they meet with the general, and the general says, Hey, which one of you is Barnes? Um, we understand that your brother or whatever is in mm-hmm. the, the second regiment, or no, the eighth, because they're in the second. Yeah. Right? They're in the second and the the eighth is like on the, the front lines and they have this urgent message that needs to be yeah. delivered because they have these aerial views that shows that the Germans uh, like conceded the trenches yeah. um, because they're trying to set up a, a trap to yeah. like provoke the British or the Allied forces into mm-hmm. like trying to attack. Yeah. But they were like fully uh, prepared for something like that to happen. So there's like these 1,600 guys or this whole battalion of troops that's going to be leading the charge the following morning that is going to be like massacred if these guys don't make it you know this this right. way to to stop them so they tell them that that's their goal and they should leave immediately because it's like i don't know how it's six and a half yeah. miles and all like immediately he like gets that cut on his hand i'm like well that's gonna get fucking infected <laughs> and then later on he his hand accidentally goes into this open wound in this corpse yeah and i'm like well now he's like right definitely gonna it's like die. it's immediately yeah. after he gets it done because yeah. he's there so they they talk to this one guy who's like, is there any way through the trenches or whatever? And they're like, yeah, follow the the dead horses and uh, get by the barbed wire. And when you see the the guy in the fence, there's an opening there, and you can make it through. And um, so while Schofield is holding back the barbed wire for Barnes to get through, he gets cut on his hand. And then yeah, like immediately after they they have uh, these planes overhead, so they like dip out because they're trying not to be seen or noticed because they don't know if they're allied planes or whatever so they finally get to the german trenches and they're like oh they're all gone and all these exits are um basically collapsed in and we find out well piece two and two together they did that deliberately because they go through this little tunnel and there's trip wires and he noticed schofield notices the trip wire but a rat is like hey i'm a fucking idiot (laughs) And then he runs into it and sets the bomb off. Schofield gets buried in all this rubble. Yeah. 
And uh, what is the other guy's Barnes. name? Barnes. Barnes uh, goes and rescues him. But uh, Schofield, I thought it was really cool. Schofield was like blinded by all the dust that mm-hmm. got in his eyes. And he had to just hold on to Barnes. And it's just like huge bonding moment. Like in the limited time that we see those two together, you can tell like just from that like acting and stuff that they were like two like really, cl- they've been through shit. Yeah. together and they were actually close friends well not only the like the the characters like mm-hmm. as the the soldiers you know you can tell like yeah like you said that they had they, they had been through some shit together yeah but also like even the actors themselves because yeah. one of the bits of trivia is that um after it was written they went through six months of rehearsal before wow. they even like rolled film oh, wow. on a camera so these guys knew you know very intimately the ins and outs of their of what they yeah. were supposed to do so that it would be just like muscle memory yeah. when they or myelination for david when it when it finally gets to it uh but yeah so obviously they had been through some shit together as actors and so they had yeah. that that bond and so yeah that was a very um they had to jump over that like mine shaft and you know schofield's blind and so barnes has to lead him out and then mm-hmm. uh schofield is like pretty understandably so like bitching about like why would you choose me you know like and barnes is like well i didn't know what kind of mission it was going to be and like you can go back or Uh whatever like decides not to and then press forward so they they do and then they end up at this uh farmhouse and then we have this other little like bit of like character development thing with barnes about how they were like they had a farm with cherry blossoms or something and they would all pick them with his brother and stuff yeah, and he's talking about his brother because they're, it's his uh, regiment that they're going to try That's to warn. Good, yeah. And so he's like excited about it or whatever. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to see him. You know, I haven't seen him in blah, 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 however long. And he's really looking forward to it. And then they're also, you know, searching for food because they're, they're really hungry. And then they notice that there's this cow and there's this pail of milk. And so yeah. the uh, Schofield... Uh, fills his canteen with with milk because keeps he, it all for himself apparently because he doesn't even mention it to Barnes. <laughs> yeah, well he had he had used all his water from his canteen yeah. like flushing out the dust out yeah. of his eyes. So then Barnes like give, gave him his canteen yeah. to like use the water, which he then kept and <laughs> emptied out and like yeah. put milk in. To or he it. used his canister. Yeah. So um. Then uh, uh, the plane. Uh, there's a dogfight and they're yes. watching it. And then a German plane gets shot down. They decide to try to save him from the burning airplane, which they do. They drag him away. And Barnes tells Schofield he needs water. So Schofield goes to the pump, the well pump, and pumps it. And then hears a commotion, and he turns around right as the German pilot is stabbing Barnes uh, fatally. He must have hit, like, a vital organ and well he stabbed him in the gut and like yeah. twisted or whatever mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah it was so just... Schofield shoots the shit out of the pilot and then mm-hmm. goes to comfort Barnes and just like I thought it was really well done like you could see like the color leaving yeah Barnes uh, apparently that wasn't that was another bit of trivia that uh, I wish I would have. Uh, was he just out. cold or something out there? He, yeah, like he did it all on his own, just like me- it's like true fucking method acting. Like, like, he, yeah. like all the color just drained that out of his body because they said that it was no CGI or makeup effects crazy. whatsoever. It was just like that was all natural. Wow, he did that. That is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, uh, it's like a chameleon. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't crazy, but yeah, it. Uh, 
more kind of character development because mm. Barnes hesitated to shoot the rat, which yeah. ended up like ca- almost causing Schofield to die. And, and he Schofield, to save the other guy. Well, yeah, and Schofield said like he was trying to do like a mercy kill. Like yeah. the guy was like burned, you know, yeah. and he was like he's probably going to die. Mm. Maybe we should just a mercy kill him yeah. because oh by the way he's an enemy fucking soldier. Yeah. But Barnes was like, no, let's try to like save the guy, and then he ends up getting yeah. killed because of it, which. Sucks. <laughs> so fucking bad, you know? Because yeah. he was so young, and he... Yeah. Uh, man, just terrible. Yeah, just thinking about, like... I don't know, but watching these, like, war movies, it just blows my mind anyone could go through that shit. Like, all the horrific conditions, all the horrendous sights that you have to see, Yeah, the sounds... And well, I just think... Just, okay, not... No, not to uh, disparage our, our German listeners, which we're lucky to have, but, and I'm sure that, you know, the modern day Germans probably feel the same way, but like, what the fuck was wrong with them? They, they caused World War I, and then they turn around like fucking less than 30 years later and cause World War II. Like, well, what the pre- fuck, Germany? They're doing like, good now. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're actually more progressive than, than we are. They had yeah. a female president, you know, wow. before the United States of America did. That's so cool. that's... You know, good on you, Germany, that they, and they've completely, you know, disassociated and cut all ties mm-hmm. with, you know, social, you know, yeah. Nazism and, and fascism, whatnot. fascism, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, you go. So good on you there. Uh, yeah, we just yeah, have to worry about fucking fascists he, in the U.S. Ugh. Anyway, he gets stabbed and then uh, this other regiment is passing through and here's the shots, yeah. They, well, they, they, come... they saw the smoke, they said, from the... Oh, yeah. Point. Well, they probably... But it's like they shots. were instantly there. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Which was like, that sucks so bad, because had they been there fucking, Like a you know, second ago, yeah. He yeah, wouldn't have gotten even, um, Well, no, he was dying for longer than a minute, but if yeah. they had been there a couple minutes earlier, then none of that would have happened. So that that was really shitty. Yeah. But then they, they say that, hey, they're heading pretty much to the town yeah. that the guy needs to go that Schofield needs to go to to deliver the message and they can bring yeah. him almost all the way. Yeah, truck gets uh lodged in the mud and Schofield is like ordering everybody around and like he's got desperation in his voice and you can see how like exasperated he is. Yeah. And just the the physicality of like the acting in this like just like looking at them they look all so like war hardened and like their eyes are like sunken in and shit. And it's yeah. like, you know what I mean? It, yeah, it like, does look crazy. like they actually have been through some yeah. shit. Like that they were actively fighting yeah. wars, and so that, yeah, just really great method acting mm-hmm. all the way around. You know the even the big names that have just bit parts where yeah. they're just on screen for you know mm-hmm. less than a minute at a time, and they just everyone just does a phenomenal yeah. job. It, it just. Remarkable, really well directed, really well acted. Like you said, the cinematography, like you mentioned, just incredibly fucking beautiful. Like, yeah. even though it's the the, the darkness and the yeah. horrors of war, yeah. it still has those moments of, of beauty. Like that yeah. establishing shot where they come upon the farm, like just where there's like that half mm-hmm. broken archway or stone wall yeah. with the cherry blossoms mm-hmm. overlooking the farm. You want to know incredible. my favorite? You want to know my favorite? I do. Is when he after he so he. Basically, the bridge is out, so yes. I'm going to get to it. Okay. Um, bridge is out. He's got to go on foot now, so he's, like, tightrope walking on the bridge, and then he starts getting shot at. 
yeah. uh, from the window of a building. He has a shootout, um, hits him, but he's still, like, shooting. Because, like, that's another thing. Like, if you, like, take somebody out, like, how the fuck... They're so, like, far away from each other, like, half the time. Like, how the hell do you know if you hit nothing? There ain't no hit markers in real life. <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, my favorite scene... Oh, so he gets shot in the head, but his helmet takes the brunt of the force, and he gets propelled backwards. They shoot each other at the same time. Yeah. He gets propelled backwards, gets knocked out, hits his head really bad. Yeah. Um... My favorite scene is when he comes back too, and he sees like they're shooting up those really flares. powerful flares, yeah. and it's just like lighting it up, and then it goes dark and lighting up, and you can see the this like you don't know what it is yet, but you see this like huge orange glow, and it's like almost like a sunset, mm-hmm. and he find he makes his way towards it, and it's like a burning church, ain't it? Yeah, it's uh yeah, and then I, I really like. The guys are like walking up to each other, and yeah, that, and then the guy like notices and realizes his enemy. Should, like that was fucking crazy too, because they were just like, "Oh, it's two people just walking towards each other," yeah. and then suddenly the horrors of war return. It's just like I don't know. There's like a lot of shit that it the movie makes you think about, and that it makes you think by what you're seeing, not what you're hearing. A lot of the information that's portrayed to you is through actions, not dialogue. And I think that's really cool. There ain't a whole lot of dialogue in no, the movie. That's very clean. Because he's by himself. That's good. That's a good point. Yeah. I can so, be smart sometimes. <laughs> you're smart all the time, just not with geography. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure you're waiting for this. There are two small bits, very small, that I have on Richard. Oh, okay. Well, let's hear Both it. of them take place during that, that same scene. Uh, okay. So he gets his, his helmet blown off, yeah. and he, he's knocked out, and he comes to, and he yeah. realizes it's now dark, it's now yeah. nighttime, so he doesn't know how long he's been out, so yeah. he's like... Fuck. And his watch is broken. Yes. Uh, and so he's like, I, I, gotta, I gotta get out of here, because yeah. I'm like, who knows how much time I've lost, yeah. you know, I'm behind the eight ball here. Um, why doesn't he pick up his helmet, which is like actively saved yeah. his life? So he just pieces out without well, his fucking helmet. Well, he's probably concussed. You got to keep in mind that he like granted, but up. he still knows that he's like on mission, and this helmet has actively well, saved his life. Which think he about it, the, to leave. the dude, the human brain ain't perfect, and you do stupid shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? Is if I just got like shot in the head and like concussed, like I'm not gonna remember to like, oh, I gotta because he could have also picked up the other soldier's gun. Yes, but he didn't. Cause which so he just fucks off with no gun. That was part B. Until that's your other ombridge. No, because there's there's another one. Okay. Uh, but that's part and parcel with that, which so, I, which I have like I. It's the same thing mm-hmm. I was telling you before about like the John Wick movies. Yeah. I, I love those movies. Those are great movies. But it always bothers me that the same fucking thing. Like yeah, he's great with a pistol. He's like yeah. one of the best fucking like gunslingers ever. Machine guns. Exactly. Man. And so he's always just walking around with like yeah. his fucking like handgun yeah. and like maybe a clip or two. Well, my... And people are like he's actively killing people yeah. with AKs and shit. They're yeah. just dropping like full clips of ammunition everywhere and he's just like, mm-hmm. nope, I gotta have like, I've got three more bullets in my gun. I gotta I'm gonna kill six shoot... people with three bullets. No, I'm gonna kill one million per- fucking No, the John around. Wick movies, I'm gonna kill one person with like five shots to the chest and then a shot to the head. Yes. Just shoot him in the fucking head, dude. Yes, exactly. Come on, you're supposed to be this. But, <laughs> yes, okay, my argument you. 
is that he was all fucked in the head. He's got he's you said it yourself he was freaking out. He had to go. Yes. So he can't he's not going to fuck around no, picking no, shit it, up. Let's well, look for some Nazi gold. I fully understand that he wasn't in his right mind, but he okay. knew that he knew that he like that he was still on mission and how integral yeah. it was that he keep moving. Yeah. So, wouldn't you active like even if you're concussed, I got to believe that if you you know that you're on mission, you got to be thinking what is the thing that actively just saved my life? Yeah. I need to cover my fucking head. Right. No, I'm oh, what's the thing that also saved my life? My gun. I'm going to go out there without how either you, one of these things. How do you watch horror movies, Eric? <laughs> The second thing takes place right after that. So the, the flare's going up. Yeah. People are actively shooting at him, yeah. which prompts him to run. Yeah. So now the Germans know that there's an enemy show so somehow. Yeah. Like, the, just this flare comes up for like half a second. And, and then he's they're like, And he's getting shot at. Yeah. So they know that he's there, but yet yeah. he's able to like meander and just yeah. pause behind here. Like, wouldn't they be sounding the fucking alarm? Yeah, like, right. yeah. So that was another thing. That That's what and I have more umbrage with Even than if like, they the didn't helmet. sound the alarm, they'd still hear all the fucking gunshots and be like, oh, what's going on? Exactly. But then the, the one guys were just like drunk and he's puking. Yeah. And then so he encounters that one dude and then he, mm. okay, so that. He says to be quiet and right. then he doesn't. Should have learned from the first time you tried to trust an enemy soldier yeah that it ain't gonna work out yeah. so then he has to like strength okay so that was so basically that whole scene even mm. though it's cool visually yeah. is what I have the biggest problem with in the whole movie because okay. it's all like things right back to back to back okay. the helmet the gun and then he's getting shot at right and then he, strength, he strangles the guy like how long does it take to strangle that dude like yeah. I'm sure they did research like how long right. it would actually take to fucking strangle someone because it looked like you know it's not like the typical movie thing where like oh you choke someone out for five seconds yeah. and they're dead no this like looked like he was legitimately strangling the guy and the guy's fighting back the whole time but then he actively kills this guy and then just fucking runs into the next dude yeah like what the fuck well, well he knew that he was like shit faced and throwing up so he was like, I don't need to deal with him. I need to go. But he obviously did because he's getting shot at by that guy. And then that guy didn't have a gun. As soon as he left that area, he was getting shot at. So like, it was either that guy or there was somebody else that was our that was actively. Well, there. they were all shooting at him to begin with. Remember? Yeah. The which, one guy didn't have a gun. He was all fucked up. So, but then he he's able to escape and he makes yeah. it into that. He jumps into the river. Well, no, that. Oh, he's, I bypassed the, uh... Yeah, he woman. meets up with the the French woman who yeah. has found, uh... A baby. An abandoned child who she's now doing her best to raise, but he has yeah. no food, so, um... She nurses, I mean, kind of, doesn't really do shit for his head, but she touches him some and gives him comfort. Yeah, and which then, he uh, appreciates. He, yeah, he appreciates so much that he's going to give her all of his rations and food, but then he realizes that... You know, I think he did leave all the food, too. He did. Um, and he also remembers, oh, I have that milk from earlier. I can feed that to the baby. Yeah, because, he, well, he's, he says, like, ah, I have all this food I can leave to you. And she's like, the kid can't eat yeah. food. Like, it needs milk. And he's like, oh, I understand. Because she's speaking a lot of French. Yeah. And he doesn't, he understands just bits and pieces of yeah. French. And, but they, they are able to have that, you know, meandering conversation where he leaves the canteen with milk. And she's thankful. And then she, he hears the like the bells ring and realizes what time it is, and she so he's like, "Oh fuck, I gotta go," because I'm yeah. like running out of time. She's like, "No, it's morning. They're gonna see you. You can't go out there." But then he he just he goes out there, and yeah, yeah he's and getting he's shot fine. at, yeah, and but he's still fine. And so, and that's another thing. Like, what's like, 
what's the one thing that I'm sure, well, sadly, in this day and age, there's been enough fucking mass shootings that I think everyone knows you're not supposed to run in a straight line. You yeah. know, don't give a sniper a fucking bead on right. you. You're supposed to run in a, zig, in a zigzag uh-huh. or whatever. You know, make it as difficult to hit you as yeah. possible. He's a soldier, and granted, he's yeah. concussed, you know, so he's probably not thinking in his right mind. But he's just actively running straight, mm-hmm. just not even try- – like, he got so lucky that he yeah. didn't get, you know, shot. And just, like, those 1,600 people plus yeah. would have just been fucking massacred yeah. because he didn't – he wasn't able to get there because yeah. he's just running straight like a jackass. <laughs> but then he ends up in the, the river, and then um, – He's pretty. He pretty much looks like he was done. Like he was yeah. just gonna let himself drown in the river until the um, cherry blossoms, the cherry blossoms petals start floating yeah. around him, and that gives him kind of like his second wind. And then he has to crawl over all these bloated bodies. Yeah, because there's a bunch of corpses that lined you know, up on this log thing. Yeah, that yeah. they died in the river, and they just floated to the point of least resistance. So and he, he climbs up on them and hears singing, and then he. Well, no, he passed one part he's totally exasperated and he like just drops down to the ground and starts crying yeah and you can just tell like he's a broken man and then he hears the music right and he goes and he just sits down <laughs> oh, because now he, he realizes i think that's the the culmination of everything like that he had the epiphany in the water like it's now daylight i don't know when these troops are going to be moving i might yeah. already be too late yeah i have no helmet i have no gun yeah. I'm completely soaked through. I'm yeah. deep in enemy territory. I'm fucked. Yeah. And then he he hears uh, English voices and uh, you know what else? He was probably thinking about Marley and me. <laughs> that movie is sad. <laughs> That's very sad. Anyway. But then he he makes it too, and then he you know talks He's to a bunch of people. He's desperately trying and... to find the colonel or whatever. He finally finds the colonel, and it's Mister Weaselbatch. Uh, Doctor Strange was really good. I like that. <laughs> Weasel patch. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that I, whole that whole sequence when he's like it's stressful because the guy won't read it. Well, like even before Any, that, they won't even like, let him in. The the battle's already kicking off, yeah. and so like guys are actively like running, running to the front dying, lines, yeah. and he, so they're running like straight. And oh, he's and he's running like across. sprinting and running into people and shit. Yeah, and, like, still people, in a straight line. People are getting shot yeah. behind him, left and, and right, and up like, from artillery. Yeah, just that that fucking thing is crazy. That was a really intense scene, and yeah. he he makes it to the trench where the uh, where the general or whoever mm-hmm. is, and um, it's like call the general and save some time. <laughs> you you have to read this, which he eventually begrudgingly does, and then mm. he says call it off. But meanwhile, like how many people got yeah. fucked already? Well, you can see going to the uh, hurdy place. Yeah, <laughs> you can see all people like hey, legs are coming off, and people yeah. are. Yeah. Which shit comes at you fast yeah. in war. So yeah. uh, so he finally tracks down um, Barnes. Barnes's brother and okay. gives him like the ring and like the dog tag and stuff yeah. and says, can I write to your mother? Because that was one of the requests of Barnes. Um, and then he goes and sits by a tree and that's the end of the movie. Well, then he, he pulls out like his a, picture of his family. The, the conversation that he had with the with the French woman, she was asking if he had, he had like kids, a wife and kids yeah. and he didn't say anything because i i'm assuming so does not he or he was, was that his like mother yeah, and yeah his... no he does oh, okay. there was his wife and, and child and oh, okay. that's why he had such an affinity for the right. girl because he equated it with his own daughter okay so all right uh, which was told to the audience by visuals because yeah, i didn't see we, that you had to 
you had to just piece it together uh, on your own, which you wouldn't know. Like, so, I mean, I guess it's because he didn't fully understand French. He didn't know what she was or asking. He would, he or like, he didn't want to, like, think about them right maybe, now. Maybe. Could be. I, I yeah. don't think that he was trying to be rude. It seemed like right. he didn't understand a lot of what she was saying. It was just right. bits and pieces. Like, it was basically he understood... You know, milk and river, and you know that her confirming that that was the town that he was meant to be in. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that that's how it ends. He has fulfilled his uh, journey, and but it's like how, like man, fucking, how do you ever come back from that? I don't know. Like uh, all the shit that he had been through, like actively yeah. being shot at and his fucking shit blown up around arms. you. Yeah, like just seeing that and. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you, you fully... Uh, and you think his hand got infected or no? <laughs> I don't know. I think that was probably the least of his worries at that point in time. The, do you think it is the... Yeah, the psychological damage? Well, yeah, right. but because they didn't even have anything like like PTSD. Yeah. Then. There was another bit of trivia where there was like 350 people were summarily executed for like cowardice and, you mm -hmm. know, not being willing participants in the war. Wow. It was like they, they were probably... They were scared shitless, oh, you know? Yeah. They're like fucking children. These guys are like mm -hmm. 17, 18, 19, whatever. Yeah. These guys are ostensibly like in their early 20s, but still, yeah. like that's young as fuck. Yeah. To be in war, yeah. like life or death situations yeah. literally every minute, like I can't even imagine. Like we're not, it's 2021 and we're not compassionate about PTSD now. Can you imagine in 1917, mm -hmm. they didn't give a single solitary fuck. It's well, like, people don't even, like, understand PTSD. Every time that I tell someone that I have PTSD, they're like, oh, you served in the army? Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And they don't get that any traumatizing event can give you PTSD. For sure. It's got trauma right in the name. <laughs> yeah, so that's the movie. I love it. Uh, the second time around, it was still really good. I think it's really important for... I think they should show it in cinematography classes. I think it's great. Yeah, it is incredibly good. Are you ready for the trivia question? I am. Okay. Here we go. Quite a bit of pieces of trivia. Mm -hmm. Sir Sam Mendes and Lee Smith, who was the editor, okay. stated that despite the apparently continuous shot broken only by one interval of the unconsciousness, there were actually dozens of quote-unquote invisible edits Concealed by transitions through black, moves behind objects, and so mm -hmm. on. According to Mendes, the shortest unbroken shot was 39 seconds long, while the longest single continuous shot was eight and a half minutes long, which is mm. still fucking yeah, remarkable. A lot. Yeah. Filming anything for, like, having someone do something perfectly, right. all the pieces go together yeah. perfectly for eight and a half minutes is fucking And with remarkable. all those, like, extras and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, like, wow. to, man, I can't even imagine, like, the, the set direction, like, yeah. You do this, you do that, you have to do it, you have to yeah. reach this you mark tell by this everybody certain time. Like, think about it, they gotta go up to every extra and be like, okay, you're gonna be smoking a cigarette, okay, you're gonna be holding the, you're gonna be reading a letter. Yeah. You're gonna be watching Spongebob Squarepants, Sponge on the Run. <laughs> yeah. And you're gonna be rating this stuff. You're gonna be rating it afterwards, so pay attention. Jesus Christ. All right, I love how you worked it back, man. Okay, so there was the thing that I already mentioned earlier about mm -hmm. it. it took six months for the actors to rehearse the movie before shooting mm -hmm. started. In an interview, Christy Wilson Cairns, uh, the co-writer, okay, said that George McKay, who played Will Schofield, yeah, never left the day of shooting without shaking everyone's hand. He wow. knew everyone's name. He had time for everyone on set. All the assistants, all the runners. He knew everyone's name. Was he, spent... he like a new face in acting? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he spent a lot of time learning about them and learning about their lives and appreciating every single one of them. And that oh. makes me uh, like him 
as an actor even more because yeah, he's cool. you hear a lot of guys yeah. that are like, oh, I'm, I'm an actor, and so I, yeah. you know, these are all people that are below me, and uh-huh. you know, he appreciated what everyone was doing. Uh-huh. I like that. Tom Holland, yeah. Mr. Spider-Man. He was in talks for the role of Lance Corporal Blake. Oh shit! We said we were saying Barnes all the time. It's yeah. Blake. Oops. Oh god! Sorry. Somebody's going to be recording. We need to start over from the beginning. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It was Blake. He turned it down due to scheduled conflicts. An extra said, "Quote: I can't help but laugh at the final shot at the tree. About 100 extras used that tree to urinate oh on as toilets were so far away. We had no idea that the ending would take place with the main actor sitting under it." <laughs> wow. Unquote. So Yikes. he sat in quite a lot of pits. So I wonder if he was still shaking everyone's hand after ah. that. It's like, I just sat in your pee-pee. He'd be shaking the pee off of them. <laughs> Sir Sam Mendes says his grandfather, Alfred, who entered World War One as a 17-year-old in 1916, carried messages through no man's land. He was five, inch, five foot four inches tall and was often hidden by the winter mist that reached as high as six feet. Two years in the muddy trenches left Alfred with a lifelong habit of washing his hands frequently. He hmm. didn't talk about his wartime experiences until he was in his 70s. Wow. I can relate with military service, like having fucking hydraulic fluid and mm. JP5, which is a jet fuel and mm. all kinds of other shit on you. That's why I'm so obsessive, compulsive about washing my hands now. Just because I don't know how many meals I had to eat uh-huh. and how much shit I, I like ended up ingesting because mm-hmm. you couldn't ever just properly get clean. Yeah. So I'm like obsessive about washing mm-hmm. my hands. I will wash my hands and like two minutes later go and, back like, and get wash my hands. scalding hot water. <laughs> yes, because I'd like to be clean because of that very reason. Mm-hmm. So it's not just this, you know, I'm not just this weird, quirky guy. I have mm-hmm. my reasons behind okay. it. Because, All right. Uh, this is Sir Sam Mendes' second war film. His first was Jarhead from 2005 with yeah, which was also, Jakey G. That which was also very popular. And... Yes, it was. All right. I, so I felt I'm... I had to include that because of Jakey G. Ratings. Two days in the valleys. What do you give it, sir? It was fine. I'll give it a solid 7.4. Wow. Thank, okay. I appreciate that. Mm. I, I like this movie. This was yet... I. I still liked it. Mm-hmm. it. It wasn't quite in the... It, well, certainly wasn't like in the playing God kind of thing where I, <laughs> the second viewing, I was like, yeah. oh, I don't like... Yeah. I mean, it was another one that I didn't you know, care for as much. Again, right. it just didn't have the same kind of resonance with yeah. me. But yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go... I'll go with the 7.6. All right. Still solid flick. Charlize Theron. Really nice. Very attractive. All right. Like it. Okay. Like everybody else in it? Yeah. 1917. 9.6. Wow. Yeah, I think it's phenomenal. Like I said, I, th- I think it's so good that they can teach people shit from it. Yeah. And, and that's really important for cinematography. I think that's, that's, that's fair. I'm not going to go that high. I'll go with a 9.4. Yeah. All right. It's, a fucking, it's an excellent movie. I, yeah. I love it. I, it's great. Like I said, I, I didn't... Even knowing... What was coming, I, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't disappointed or anything. Yeah. There was, at no point in time I was like, oh, I gotta you know, fast forward through this shit. Cause yeah. the, the pacing, yeah, I don't know. Like, in, in almost every instance, the pacing felt spot on. Yeah. There was some bits and pieces where it, it felt like they were trying too hard to make you think that it was one continuous mm-hmm. shot, where it's like, Okay, we don't really need to see them walk through this entire thing in real time. Like I, d- I actually liked it, and I think a lot of people 
also probably like that. And, and, you, and you know why I'm saying that? Why? Because walking simulators are a thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And people go for walks. Shit. <laughs> In yeah, real life. You know, why do blind people walk their dogs so much? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm out of here. <laughs> See ya. Oh, I'm gone. I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> he's, leave. he's legitimately walking on the dog. <laughs> oh. I know. It was fucking stupid as shit. I'm okay. here still. Um, yeah, Dylan's back. So that is uh, what we have for, for the numbers. our numbers. All right. So I thought of something. Uh-oh. I don't know how you... So I might as well just like get it out here now. All and right. See what not only you think about On it. On the podcast. But what our listeners think about it. Okay. And if this, if this is a good idea or not. All right. Part and parcel with the numbers kind of thing. Yeah. What would you think Symbols. about... Symbols. <laughs> no. Okay. About doing, like, we each choose a movie from each decade starting in, like, the 1930s. So, and go from, the like, the 1930s until the, the you know, 2020s. So 30s, then 40s, then 50s? Yeah. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. And that's going to be season two? I, I don't know. I thought that that could be like yeah. in a, like something separate don't from like... Don't want to watch a movie from the 30s at all. Why? I don't know. There, nobody's going to be talking. I'll, I'll, that's, that, no, I'll, that's not true. The 19, mm. like the 19-teens and the 1920s was okay. the, the silent films. Uh-huh. 1930s, there's active talkies. Uh, okay. And some of those movies are real good. Hmm. And the 40s, mwah, chef's yeah. kiss. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of the greatest movies of fucking of all time are from the 40s. Ah. Love well. I'm a huge fan for Sheridan. I'm down. Now, I'm down. So. All right. So All maybe right. we can do that in side splitters. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Well, unless everyone is like, no, fuck you. Enough movies. Do the music, yeah. which we're still planning on doing music. We just honestly don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll we will try to do you know the music and then we were. <laughs> We were going to do the side splitters thing anyway, which we still mm-hmm. have to, you know, yeah. flesh out and tell people more about. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I just thought that that might be interesting to do the, the different decades right. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Give it a go? Sure. Cool. All right. All right so we got to... Oh, excuse me. We're going to... We're going to file that <laughs> under <laughs> numbers. <laughs> yeah. 